the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Welcome, Biblical Citizens. Today we have a serious topic to discuss. It's underreported, to say the least, but something that everyone should know about. It's saddening. It's like nothing we've ever experienced before. I refer to the all-cause mortality rate that has increased significantly all over the world, in the nation, in our state, and even here in our county. This is a serious thing. If you look at overall death rates, and that means the number of people that have died in any certain locality. But if you look at them for the last 10 years, the rates are stable until 2020. And in some cases, the rates aren't even reported uh, after 2020. For instance, the California Health Department site. But the overall rate went up slightly in 2020, but then it went up significantly in 2021 and in 2022. If the vaccine was safe and effective, the rates should have gone down once they started the rollout, right? But we that is not what happened, and we are going to be discussing that today with our our guest, his name is Mike Borello. He's had a long career in engineering. He's a San Diego resident. He specializes in feedback control mechanisms. He's worked for many years in the aerospace, defense, and medical device industries, and most recently for Philips Respironics. Mike lost his job because he wouldn't take the experimental COVID vaccine, and he's going to tell us his story he's going to tell some of his findings he decided to put his time to good use uh, being unemployed so welcome today mike really good to have you on our show well thank you for having me kathleen and brian so you were not against vaccines when you started all this and so just real briefly you know what made you start investigating this whole question of the vaccine yeah, you know, I, n- I never really thought about being a vax person or an anti-vaxxer. Um, I regularly got my flu shot every year, and, and actually during COVID, I had my shingles vaccine. But uh, towards uh, the, the rollout of the vaccines, I learned that it was a new technology. And so I started to look into it, and in early 2021, I, I found that uh, on VAERS, I learned to use VAERS. I went on the website and did a query and found that there were already like 1,200 deaths as early as like February, March of 2021. So it concerned me, and I thought I'd wait to get vaccinated. Uh, But then by summer, 
I was expecting the FDA or CDC to explain what was going on. They never did. Right. They still haven't. And I I think I got started uh, engaging uh, with a public voice uh, after I lost my job at Phillips, Uh, although I I was speaking a county before then. But when I lost my job, I decided to start writing a report. And and I spent well well over a year uh, culminating this information. Uh, a lot of the information came from a, uh, I guess the industry or the company would call it a reasonable accommodation. I, I didn't go by their system. I wrote my own letter, and it turned into like a thirty or forty page uh, reason not to vaccinate. Oh, that's how you started. Hmm. Yeah, and they just ignored it. Um, they they told me that I voluntarily quit, and I told them in my letter that I did not voluntarily quit. They they fired me because I wouldn't uh, disclose my vaccine status, number one, and number two, I would not get vaccinated, so they let me go. So then I had all this time on my hand uh, to engage the county and try to get them held accountable for uh, promoting the vaccines but not providing our public here in the county with proper informed consent. Well, Mike, we want to... You, you've also had incredible findings in your report. Kathleen and I, we haven't read, you know, every, I think it's like a 300-page report, but it's factual, it's evidence-based, you're using government sources. So, Mike, could you just highlight some of the overall findings, touch on some of the key findings that you came across in doing your research over, like you say, a good year or so period of time? Sure, yes. Yeah, the latest report, um, it, the initial report started with only bears statistics, but then I expanded on that in the first parts of the report with recent information, publications that were coming out. And one of those that kind of stood out was a paper by uh, Cosentino and Marino in Italy. Uh, they're pharmacologists at a university, and they went through very methodically, and they laid out that, you know, we're not looking at a vaccine. We are looking at a pharmaceutical drug and by its pharmacodynamics, the way uh, the vaccine, the so-called vaccine, uh, is introduced to the body. It's supposed to stay in the deltoid muscle, but a lot of times it winds up in the bloodstream. It goes to all organ systems in the body, and then people start getting sick, and some uh, die. So that was a very interesting paper. Um, Well, and you saw all these, all these, I mean, Explain to our listeners what VAERS is. Some people may not be familiar with it. What exactly okay. is it? It's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And That's Correct. And so what do you find on there? Or well, anybody, anybody can go on it, right? Anybody can go on If you have a PC or even a, a cell phone, uh, you can access uh, cdc.gov, cdc.vaers.gov. And in there you can enter. They, they have a tool in there that gets into their wonder uh, database where you can enter information and then look at not only the COVID vaccine, but all vaccines going back uh, nearly uh, 30 years. And you just basically enter uh, what kind of symptoms you're looking for or uh, what kind of uh, injury. Uh, you can look at deaths. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're close to like 33,000 deaths as reported by VAERS right now. And and how does that compare with other vaccines in other years? Uh, it's astronomically large compared to legacy vaccines. And, and that was even apparent at, at the very beginning. 
Well, yeah, what, I, what, what gets me, uh, Mike, is if you study VARES, you find that it's grossly underreported for a variety of reasons. We don't have to they, – they actually did a formal study where they found that VARES was perhaps picking up only 1% of the adverse reaction events. So it, when you say 33,000 dead, that's a lot. But if you multiplied that by even – say it's not 1%, say it's 10%. That would st- if you multiplied it by ten, it would be three to four hundred thousand deaths, and or or higher. So, but another question I have yeah, for you: just did more than a, a war, or I mean, that's just an, an that's a, that's more an than World War Two number of deaths. But didn't just, you also look at besides VARES, Didn't you look at mortality tables and mortality rates both worldwide and in the U.S. And uh, didn't you see a spike up there? Well, I I looked at all kinds of uh, symptoms in VARES. Um, my report, I think it covers uh, 40 different uh, types of harms that, that, that come about uh, from the vaccines. Uh, one of those is cancer. Uh, I went through and, and basically pulled up uh, all forms of cancer that VARES covers. And then I searched uh, for the COVID vaccines and I searched uh, for other vaccines other than COVID-19 vaccines. And then learned that uh, you know all the vaccines over all time reported in VARES, uh, the COVID nineteen vaccines account for almost seventy seven percent of all cancers reported in VARES, which was you know kind of kind of jaw dropping when I came up with those numbers. Yeah, and there's other like you say you only you looked into forty of them, and there's more than that. Mm-hmm. But there's fetal death and disorders. There's placental disorders. There's myocarditis. There's Meiosis, there's ischemia, there's syncope, there's anemia, cardiac death, sudden death or cardiac failure. That was a huge uh, reported um, side effect. I mean, it just goes on and on, and you put all the the percentages in your report and the numbers of people that have that have reported this up till November of 2022, and so. You know what, Kathleen and Mike, another source that I find intriguing, and I think you looked at this, Mike, but if you didn't, I'm still going to mention it, and that is the V-safe, yeah, V-safe data. I thought I yeah. thought you did. But what I, I find did. intriguing about that, well, do you, do you want to explain what V-safe data is? Yeah, V-safe was actually a program uh, that was started specifically uh, to record adverse events uh, for COVID-19 vaccines. By the CDC. Um, it was, it was developed by the CDC, yeah. and it operates through a cell phone app. So basically, you get vaccinated, you download this app on your cell phone, and then if you experience an adverse event, uh, you go in and you report it to VSAFE. Now, it's not public knowledge data, uh, but then I think it was in August or maybe before then, uh, an organization called ICANN, they did a request for information from safe to the CDC, a FOIA, and CDC refused that, so then they took them to court, and then they eventually had to uh, produce the data, and that was another jaw-dropping event because it turned out that, uh, you know, we're looking like near, nearly a million uh, cases of serious uh, harms that were caused by the vaccine. People weren't able to go to work. Uh, they were sick. Uh, the problem I found on VSAFE that it, it doesn't have the ability to report death like you do in VARES, 
Yeah. Uh, drawback. And actually, the CDC admitted this. I, I questioned them, and I got a hold of the right person. They actually gave me an answer. V-Save um, cannot report deaths. You do not have deaths in it. Uh, think about it. If, if you get the vaccine and you die, the only person that can report that is you. And if you die, <laughs> you can't report it. And yeah. I think it's interesting so, to note, that's, by the way, a staggering figure. We're talking about 800,000 to a million people. And I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think a total of about 10 million people signed up for this system. These were not anti-vax people. These were people that were anxious to get the COVID vax and anxious to work with the CDC. And like you say, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but not only was death not included, but also other side effects that you've already mentioned, like heart disease and like cancer, those weren't myocarditis. Those weren't among the choices that were given these V-safe people, were they? Uh, that's absolutely correct. Nothing right. of a serious nature. So this was only acute side effects that happened very quickly. After the vaccine, nothing to do with chronic, you know, long term, which a lot of the side effects we know show up weeks or months later, even or even years. So um, this is a dumbed down reporting system. And I'm thinking that if some of these folks assume these are honest folks that are really trying to work with the CDC and they believe in vaccines and so on, but I'm thinking that if one of them unfortunately experienced something like, I don't know, cancer or a stroke and survived, I'm thinking this would not have been reported on the V-Safe system because that isn't how they were guided, and that's not on the form. So if anything, the V-Safe system is radically underestimating and and also another statistic but they said that that 32 percent of people 32 percent lost work or were lost otherwise work or, out of, yeah. three million plus out of 10 million actually missed work because of the vaccine self-reported and almost eight percent asked for medical had to get help, medical treatment get, right and again for the limited indications that they were that they were given as choices so i i find the v-safe data also just stunning but mike used a lot of other sources that were from the government the pubmed which is a another very valuable source for researchers and the nih website but unfortunately the nih does not go by their own studies and one one other researcher besides mike um said on you know he said this thing about the NIH it never lets the scientific literature interfere with their policy decisions so <laughs> yeah I think we're I think we're seeing I think we're seeing that unfortunately and um, yeah, it's really the publishers though the, that are at fault for information not getting out uh, all of these papers go through peer review and if you have anything uh, that's negative against the vaccines uh, your your article your your paper will not see the light of day. Uh, so, so the publishers have learned to basically what I call candy coat uh, their papers. Uh, they'll publish and they'll have the data in there that shows there's something wrong, but then you read the conclusion and, and they'll, they'll put in these, these uh, you know, vanilla phrases like, but of course, you know, the benefits outweigh the risks. And that gets them published. 
that's wow. been, that's been happening as someone that used to work in the pharmaceutical industry i know that's a i hate to say it but that's a that's an old big pharma trick that way predates covid because searches are done on the the abstract summary like you say i used to do that when i was doing research for a pharmaceutical company i worked for so even if the paper itself which is where the information is as you say mike supports wow, I should really be concerned. If they put in the summary few sentences, benefits far outweigh the differences, that's what they're going to get. And so someone can say, hey, 90% of all the papers say the benefits outweigh the differences. When the data completely says the opposite. And they may not even look at the data. They're only scanning these short abstracts. Most people don't have time. Right. So it's marketing hype. That's what it is. It's falsifying and false advertising. It's just crazy. But... You've been speaking out about a lot of your findings in this mm-hmm. really well-done paper to the county supervisors. When did you start doing that, and how long have you done it, and, and what has been their response? Well, yeah, the, the report really started to take shape, uh, I think, after uh, I had lost my job because I had time on my hands. So I would show up at the beginning of every month and basically – uh, present my report and submit it to the public record uh, involving the you know the bears numbers the latest uh, information developments and basically put them on notice you know that they were continuing to vaccinate despite the fact that a lot of people were being injured and and that has now uh, after November I took the report. And I've entered this into uh, evidence in the grand jury complaint to the San Diego County uh, grand jury. Well, that's because didn't you speak to them multiple times and you never got a response from the county supervisors? Did you? Or did did they ever ask you to come and talk to them personally? Or No. No, they, they, they never asked me a question. Uh, they never appeared concerned. Right, uh, Doctor Wooten. I uh, never appeared. She never contacted me. Uh, I did have a liaison with uh, HHS, who did answer my emails, and and he was very good about doing that. I appreciated that a lot, and tried to get him to, you know, voice my opinions to HHS, but. Uh, I don't know what happened beyond that. I really don't. Know. And so tell us about the grand jury here in San Diego. What exactly is it, and what do you expect to happen there, or when did you submit this, and what's going to happen, you think? It was submitted on uh, Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th. Really? <laughs> it's a complaint. The complaint has a uh, 25-page uh, attachment. That describes the uh, summary of the complaint, uh, the details of, of why our county has been negligent. It, it's a complaint of uh, misfeasance, malfeasance, nonfeasance, uh, and it also adds a part of California Health and Safety Code uh, Division 20, which deals with ex- human experimentation. Uh, the research I did on the vaccines in what is defined as authorized versus approved and how experimental is defined. 
before August 21st, 2021, all those vaccines were experimental. Yeah. And the board, the board and HHS had to know that there was injury and death happening, yet they continued, and they continue to today to promote the vaccines for all ages. Which yeah, it's, a, it's unacceptable. I, I've got to interject yeah. a very hopeful uh, thing that's happened this week that both of you are familiar with, and we can spend just a moment on it to show that, no, we're not the crazy ones. We actually care about people's health and safety, people like Mike Borello, and that is the state of Florida, third largest state in the United States, this week formally recommended that people no longer in the state of Florida get the COVID vax, period, over and out, and they call for a full investigation of the pharmaceutical companies involved with the COVID vaccine, and they've made other, they have a fantastic state public health director there. Right, they want to investigate all wrongdoing to do with the COVID vaccine, and they've submitted the petition to the Florida Supreme Court. This is Ron DeSantis it's making him now the leader of the freedom movement, the medical freedom and... Uh, really, hold, overall freedom. Hold, yeah. hold the officials accountable movement. And he specifically so, called out wanting to investigate this sudden death syndrome. So this has gone from, yeah. you know, just being kind of a niche thing that you don't find in any mainstream media to becoming, wow, this is a big thing. You can't ignore it. I think part of it's due to Elon Musk and the free Twitter because... Having a free major media source, Twitter, and there's a lot of very competent, very responsible doctors that have been shadow banned there, but now they're coming back, and now they're getting their research out. So I just wanted to comment on that because sometimes we can get discouraged by being pushed in a corner or feeling like we are, being especially in the super blue state of California, but stuff is happening. Florida is Progress really is being made. Away, and everybody should watch the actual hearings or the proceedings on Twitter. So they, they're not going to censor that. I mean, he, he's promised not to censor. So we should watch it for ourselves instead of listen to what the media says that it says. Like those, like those abstracts. And I bet you, you're going to watch it. Aren't you, Mike? Actually, I've, I've been listening uh, to Elon uh, in some of those meetings already. Really? Could you review because we're already we're already getting in the short phase of our program? Could you review the recommendations that you have made to the San Diego County Board of Supervisors? Yes, uh, you know one is an investigation to find out uh, who is responsible. Uh, you know if they basically a grand jury, they're they're charged with probable cause. They, they need to. Um, provided with some evidence and then determine whether there is probable cause to file a lawsuit. You know, they refer it to district attorney or what have you at that point. So um, I've recommended, that's what I've done, in, in my uh, grand jury complaint, I've recommended that they, they do a further investigation. I, I pointed particularly to the vaccine injured uh, what the county has not done, they spend all this ARPA money, but they have no record, at least that I'm aware of, of the vaccine injured, and they're doing nothing for them. They give out all this money, uh, you know, every month at the county board to, to people that don't need it as much 
as some of these vaccine-injured people that have lost their jobs and can't work anymore. They're permanently disabled. Uh, I've, I've spoken with some of them myself personally. Uh, they are listed as Exhibit 2 in my yeah. grand jury complaint. The ones I was able to get a hold of. That's the other problem is since there is no list, it's very hard to find these people other than, you know, going to county meetings. And what do we have a county department of health for, if not to keep track of who's being injured by, by these products or any, anything. And for instance, I mean, in addition, there's, they're not even keeping track of the people dying. We can't get the, the report of the amount, the number of people that have, died in the county all cause mortality rate right it's only through 2020 and we have we have i know you've searched mike we've formally requested it from our own supervisor and to the credit of our own supervisor they are trying to look into it but they say that they have a six-month lag time on reporting a mortality that's reasonable six months i can i can i can understand that except it's not six months it's like 24 months and they're still not reporting it so the that's overall that's, death, that's disturbing that's separate from the medical examiner's office two different things but but so so we want to encourage our listeners to get Mike Barillo's report. You go to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. You can request it from us. We'll give it to you. It's a PDF. It's very interesting. And we want to encourage you to watch this, to keep up on what's happening in Florida and also in our own county. And so, Mike, thanks so much. I know we got to have you back because we're going to want to follow up and see the progress of these things. But thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. To bless your neighbor, you know, as we've discussed, it takes a lot of public pressure, whether it's the county supervisors or the county health department. But consider contact, as Kathleen said, write to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com, and we can refer you if you're interested in getting more involved. And one other thing, Twitter's actually become a good news source right now. Follow Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough. These are people of sterling reputations that have just been uh, put back on Twitter. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.